I'm a rainbow. <laughs> no, that's Rolling Stones. I know, yeah, uh, yeah. But here we are again, eulogizing a, a musician that we saw in concert not that long ago. Yeah, together. What a great concert, I know, too. That I was, still sticks in my memory. I know. In, in 2018, Steve and I saw uh, Michael Nesmith in the First National Band Redux Tour. It was in Phoenixville, PA, and it was a mm-hmm. great show. A great show. The venue fit it really the band. Did. It, and it really was, did. It was this, like this old... Um, I don't know. What would you call that? Like, it, I mean, like it felt like a timey type theater. Yeah, it was like it was really had more of a theater vibe than a concert hall, and it yes. was vintage and like just a touch dingy, like in the way you want. Yep. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it just had that vibe. And I mean, I'm a, I've always been a big monkeys fan, but you you didn't really know him that much before that, did you? I mean, you know the no, monkeys. You know the monkeys. the monkeys. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't know any of the names of yeah. the band members. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So. so yeah, so we're uh, so we're there in Phoenixville. And we're kind of killing time. We hadn't actually seen each other in person in quite a while. In a long before, time. In a long years. time. Yeah. yeah. So like we were just kind of exploring that town and stuff. And as we're rolling up on the concert, there's like an RV parked out front, and we're walking, and the door opens, and Mike Nesmith just walks out. Just we, walks we, right out. We almost right bump right into him and just kind of like back <laughs> up, and we're like, wait a minute, was that one of the monkeys? So then we saw the concert. And I mean, it was really, I was, I thought it was kind of a moving concert, you know? It was, it was really good. It was, it was. I mean, the musicianship of, of not just Nez, but like the whole band was amazing. That's, you were talking yeah. about that steel guitar, like for years. Oh my gosh. The steel guitarist yeah. was like, <laughs> that was like, I've seen a couple and that was by far yeah. the best steel guitarist I have ever ever heard and they, he was so good he looked like he was about to take a nap he yeah, was so he did. good yeah like, he did it was yeah. just so good and it was i mean it was mostly first national band kind of stuff but he sang yeah. stuff that i knew from the monkeys he sang like mm-hmm. propinquity and papa jean's blues um nine times blues there's a couple of things that i knew from monkey records that mostly outtakes and stuff but yeah i loved that concert and we'd already seen, like, my wife and I once before had seen, um, it was called The Mike, the Monkeys Present, The Mike and Mickey Show. So we'd seen that. And after all this, I actually interviewed him for, for my library podcast, yeah. uh, The All the Book Show. He, he's written several fiction novels, and he wrote one called The Long Sandy Hair of Neptune Zamora. And he was trying to start, like, an online book club, which they did eventually mm-hmm. do, and it was super popular. So right when that was starting, I got a hold of his people, you know, and just said, hey, you know, I, I do this, sh- this radio show for the library. And uh, we kind of went back and forth. And they're like, yeah, he'll do it. So I had this, like, 40-minute conversation with him just about his fiction. Like, we hardly touched on, on music. And it was just such a great conversation, you know, with somebody that I've admired for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just, it was really cool. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad we got to see the concert. I'm so glad we got to see it together, you know. Yeah. I you, you told me too that um, when you're when you did your interview that he was like so appreciative that you that you were interested in speaking about his books yeah you know yeah. rather than his music which I'm sure everyone's like oh, yeah. you know five minutes on oh he wrote a novel cool so anyway let's talk about music yeah what, what about the monkeys to, yeah 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 and so you know I think that that's really really cool that that you know I mean a 45 minute interview yeah you know, with Nesmith is not something I'm sure, I'm sure nobody's had a 45 minute <laughs> interview ever, you know? It and was, it was very the, surreal. It really was. Yeah, it really was. So when you anyway, told me that I was like, what? I know. <laughs> like, I know. Like, are you serious? I like, know. Guy from like, 
Albuquerque named James. It's, it's super cool. It really was. It really was. So, you know, if you don't know Michael Nesmith's work, My, uh, you, you can go find Michael it with, with the Monkees, James. of course. The First National Band, he did three albums called The First National Band. Uh, that was kind of the makeup there. And then a bunch of solo stuff, too. A lot of great music out there. You, yeah. The Fictions, he's got an autobiography called Infinite Tuesday. So... Yeah, if you don't know Nez, now's the perfect time uh, when we lost him yep. earlier earlier this month. That one was hard because yeah. we had that connection. I was just I like, whoa. I know. Like, yeah, well, it was so, it was nice because like I heard from you about it and then I heard from my yeah. friend Kendra, who we do another show together, and both of you were like, how you doing, man? So it was just yeah. nice. It was nice. Like you both knew like this is going to upset him and it did. Well, it's the perfect time to discover or, or rediscover uh, the, the music and writing of Michael Nesmith. So pour one out for Papa Nez, right? I got plenty behind me. I'll pour some out for sure. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to This Enduring Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoon, and beyond. Today falls into one of those beyond categories. And beyond, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the great, great beyond could be yeah yes so today we are discussing the animated short the story of the faithful wookie which debuted as part of the star wars holiday special which shall be unspoken stricken about. from our memories yes yes yeah, stricken yeah which originally aired november 17th 1978 we were not we little boys. Not we yet. weren't born yet. Thank not God. Quite. Not quite. If I saw that on television, I probably never would have seen Empire Strikes Yeah, that, that would have done it for you. <laughs> that would have killed it. Well, as we said last time, uh, the special only aired once in the U.S. on CBS. Uh, it was aired in other countries and things, but just the one time in the U.S. there. The animated sequence was first released in 2011 as an extra on the Blu-ray release um, that came out. And so technically, that was the first time and still the only time that any part of the holiday special was released in any kind of physical media. Yeah. So this short was part of that set. <laughs> and then, of course, it was released uh, in April of 2021 on Disney+, Plus, the same time as the Ewoks cartoon and movies as part of the Star Wars Vintage Collection. Mm -hmm. But not... The holiday special. Not the holiday special. <laughs> Just the good part of it. Just the sequence. Now, Just the, yeah. some of the details are a little loose. Like, it mm -hmm. seems that it was written by George Lucas. Uh, mm. But, like, IMDb doesn't have a full listing. And everywhere you look, it kind of says, like, characters by George Lucas. But everything I could find uh. sort of pointed to Lucas having actually written it. So I don't know that as a fact. Um, right. But from my research, it seems like that's true. So... We'll, we'll go with it. That's that's our, my best guess. Directed by David Okumba. Now, the series was produced by the animation company Nelvada Limited, and this was the start of a relationship here because they would go on to produce droids and, of course, the Ewoks cartoon. Ah, connection! So ask yourself, would we have an Ewoks cartoon without the Star Wars Holiday Special? <laughs> Because this is the first Lucas it's, animation. It's the, they got the job, right? Yeah. Or the, 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 the Nelvada. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean this, this is the first Star Wars animated anything. So, yeah. you know, it was this, and then the next thing was Ewok. So I bet the germ of the idea at least started here. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of people reprising their roles. Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Anthony Daniels, James Earl Jones. They're credited. Carrie Fisher is not credited, but I'm sure that's her. I think it is. Yeah. Now, what what I couldn't find is the voice of the narrator, who is Kazan, is that character's name, or Kazan, Kazan, Kazan. Yeah. Um, and it just has an uncredited actor. Everywhere I looked, I couldn't I couldn't narrow that down. I couldn't figure it out. So huh. I don't know. 
Our featured cast member this week is Don Franks. So Don Franks provided the voice of Boba Fett here. He has a long history in television, film, and animation, notably voicing the character of Victor Creed slash Sabretooth in the X-Men animated series and follow-up video game. So if you're watching... If you're watching or listening to previously on X-Men right here on the network, you've heard them discuss uh, this actor before. Uh, he did work on shows like The Care Bears, Steve's favorite. Oh, my favorite. Yeah. Cadillac and Dinosaurs <laughs> and Inspector Gadget. But within the franchise, he did regular voice work on Star Wars droids and he voices the Duloc Shaman on Ewoks. Oh, yeah. I, there's so many connections between between Ewoks and this element yeah well here's from the holiday special you turned over the fact that Cree summers who voices nisa is his daughter yes how insane what a weird (laughs) connection blown away i know it's really strange i was like i know that name i know that name yeah Cree summer yeah oh man yeah just wild there's so much so much connection uh in this uh in the faithful Wookiee to Ewoks. Yeah, definitely. It's crazy definitely all right well let's get into the uber detailed plot of this nine minute special yeah, the uber-detailed plot of the Faithful Wookiee featured in the now-shall-not-be-named holiday special. Yes. So, the Millennium Falcon is late in returning from an important mission to, tre- to retrieve a well-sought-after talisman supposedly containing the power to make objects invisible. Both the Empire and Rebellion aim to retrieve it, making the mission critical. Finally, the Millennium Falcon merges out of hyperspace, but on a collision course with the Rebel installation. Verbal communications with the Falcon are shot, but in the image, they can see Han hanging upside down in the background while Chewie desperately tries to communicate with them. Luke, R2, and 3PO hop in a Y-Wing and pursue the Falcon. On approach, the Falcon opens fire on them. 3PO is puzzled that they are shooting at them, but Luke suspects they aren't trying to hit them. Probably because they're not hitting them. <laughs> yeah. The Falcon's collision course sends them crashing down onto a moon in the Pana system. Luke, R2, and 3PO crash behind them, with their Y-Wing now floating on a pink sludge-like moon surface. The group attempts to search for the Falcon, but are suddenly attacked by an indigenous beast. The beast seems to only care about consuming the metal of the X-Wing, or the Y-Wing, excuse me, and the group successfully jettisons their escape pod away. Just then, the attacking beast is incapacitated by a large figure riding another similar beast. Luke thanks the stranger for saving them. The stranger is none other than Boba Fett, and he lends his hand to help Luke. Suspicious. Mm -hmm. The Empire is also on the planet, so finding the, the Falcon must be done quickly. When they find the Falcon, Luke discovers Chewie holding the shimmering talisman. But before Luke can reach him, Chewie howls and disposes of the talisman. Too late, however, as a strange aura incapacitates Luke. R2 detects contamination on board the Falcon, and they suspect it's from the talisman. R2 discovers the contamination is a sleeping virus that only affects humans, and letting the blood rush to the head keeps them alive, which is why Han was hanging upside down. Mm. So it's not invisibility. Boba knows of a remedy for the virus in the city. Chewie and, and Boba sneak into the heavily guarded city. With Chewie hiding, Boba goes alone to procure the antidote, but also sneaks over to a communication panel and sends a message to Lord Vader. On the Falcon, R2 and 3PO intercept the transmission and see the whole thing. 
Boba, a bounty hunter, not a friend, intends to deliver everyone to Lord Vader. With the serum in hand, Boba and Chewie narrowly escape the city. The serum works, and Han and Luke wake up successfully from the talisman virus. 3PO quickly informs them of Boba Fett's intentions to deliver them over to Vader. Before they can confront him, Boba Fett blasts off into the sky, leaving them all behind. Boba really fooled them all, except Chewie, of course, because he didn't think he smelled right. Roll credits. It's a pretty tight story in those nine minutes. Yeah, honestly, it's it's a it's a packed. It really is a packed, action-packed nine minutes. It is. You know, it doesn't slow down. There's never like a slow part. They're just like boom, boom, right on to the next thing. It, it just could not be more opposite than the special that it aired as a part of. It's crazy, you know, because I. Yeah. The special, as we discussed in detail last time around, really has no style of its own. It's just kind of its own thing. But I feel like this, the animation's very stylized here. It's just cool and sleek, and I don't understand how these two productions happen together. I know, right? This se- seems like they made something, and they were like, you know, how do we, you know, how do we introduce this? Yeah. Oh, let's put it in the the holiday special. You right. Know? Let's just throw it in there. So it, it does have this like it's really good so that's yeah. why it immediately doesn't it stands feel apart. Like it yeah but you know but what? It, looking at the animation style it reminds me a little bit of like vintage sesame street kind of yes. animation do you know what i mean it's, it's very grainy right it is. very it's, oddly colored and it's also like han solo's very stylized his look you know where he's, oh, all he's real, a total real, like, chad real, like, you know? yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and you know the c-3po design is very similar to what they eventually use in droids as well yes so you know you see some yep. similarities there but you know i mean the, again the safe or the easy thing to do here would have been to go with a very traditional animation style mm-hmm. you know and this was like a choice you know Yep, and it's cool. I think it works. I, it works. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to come up with all these character designs, and you know, kind of develop the look of this short, and mm-hmm. have it be a one and done. That's a lot of work. Yeah, you know, like, to not is... to never use those designs again is weird. And it's crazy too how they finished Boba Fett. Right? It's funny. Like Boba Fett in this almost looks more like the Mandalorian True. than he does Boba Fett. True. And if you look at like early concepts of Boba Fett's armor, it is nothing like this. Yeah. So it's just like, it's like one day they, you know, they did all these mock-ups and they were like, you know what, let's just go in a completely different direction and stuck with it and threw it into the animation and it worked. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. he's so, he's such an iconic look. So well, let's, let's talk about Boba Fett for a minute, because like, obviously yeah. we know Boba Fett. As soon as we see Boba yeah. Fett, we're like, uh-oh. But this would have been a big twist. This would have been a reveal for people watching this, because you're led to believe yeah. that Boba's on their side, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's really like, you know, Chewbacca obviously has his concerns about his it and doubts. everything. Yeah. But you don't have any reason not to trust this character, because he's this is the first time you're ever seeing him. So... And he's he saved off- them. Yeah, he's offering you know? this helping hand, so you're kind of like, okay. And then when it turns out he's actually working for Vader, I mean, I think that would have been surprising at the time. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, that was revealing, yeah, for sure. I just think it's cool to think about, like, if you were if you were a kid in 1978 and you watched this and you saw the cartoon, when Boba Fett eventually shows up in Empire, that would have been a known character. You would have been like, hey, it's yep. a guy, you know. Boba Fett, yeah, right. he, oh, he is bad. Like, he is yeah. working for Vader. Right, you know? right. Like, I just think uh-huh. that's cool, and we kind of lose that because, in hindsight, we know everything. Uh, but like my, <laughs> I know, yeah. But like we my do. son, 
<laughs> my son you know, watched yeah. this with me and he didn't know so when boba like betrays them he was like oh he was a bad guy you know and it did oh that's awesome it worked you know yeah i think it's really cool i you know i think the voice works good i like the style it's a weird use of colors you know there's lots of like yeah. pinks and greens and pinks you know. and greens and yellows yeah. and browns and which you and, know and, all very 70s but it stands out from other than Luke's jacket and some of the costumes, like it stands out from the look of Star Wars before or after. And it really just kind of feels unique, you know? Everything has like a high-vis tint to it. So it's yeah. not like red. It's almost like a pinkish red. And yeah. blue is like a vibrant blue yeah. and instead of like royal. So yeah, everything, you know, except for 3PO, who's, mm-hmm. who was, seemed very dulled down. True. You know, he was very dull, his yep. character. But, uh, yeah, everyone else, everything else, like the planet, that pink goo that they landed in, you know, was just very yeah. vibrant. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And the beasts, the, the monsters were, like, crazy colored. So. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was really impressed with this. I, had you ever seen it before you watched it for this episode? I had seen it when I originally, when I saw the holiday special on VHS. Okay. But I, I didn't remember it until The Mandalorian came out, and some somebody threw up on Facebook like, "Oh, hey, look, you know, the Boba Fett's original character looks like the Mandalorian." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, what? Wait a minute, what is that from?" And, and, and I recognized it, but I was just like, "I have no idea where I saw that." And when I when I dug into it, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. holiday special." Last time we were talking about the holiday special, Jesse was saying that the gun that Boba Fett uses in this is adapted for the Mandalorian, and it gets the same, that Ambin sniper rifle is the same. Yep. Which is yep. cool. It's cool that they're pulling these little threads from, you know, this little forgotten bit of history. I had seen it when Disney dropped the Vintage Collection. This was one of the first things I watched in there, because okay. I, ha- I had never seen it before. So, I, you know, I saw it for the first time not that long ago, and was, like, pretty impressed with it. Yeah, I mean, just just think that makes you appreciate the Mandalorian so much more and, and John Favreau for really like bringing it shows a real appreciation for yeah. Star Wars to pull something like that rifle from the most obscure place. Truly, right? truly. I have to kind of wonder if the holiday special had been a success, if it had been good, if mm-hmm. they had any plans for this, if, if part of the thinking was like, well, let's put this cartoon together and just kind of see what happens. Maybe yeah. in their minds they were thinking this could be a weekly show or this could we could do more like specials or something. Because it just, again, it feels like a lot of work to just do one nine-minute thing and then scrap yeah. it, you know? You got to wonder if the, the, the whole holiday special kind of killed that, you know, that aspect imagine. of it. You I know, imagine. but yeah. you'd think a good producer would be like, I, you know, I know the whole thing kind of stunk, but that was the good part. Mm-hmm. That's what people, you know, I mean, hindsight, we're looking back and we're, we're going to go. That's the that's the part of the holiday special that connects directly to the actual Star Wars saga. Yeah. Where the rest of it really doesn't. You know, we don't get, you know, the Wookiee family. I mean, we do get Kashyyyk or Kazook, Kazook. You know, originally, but it's yeah. Kashyyyk eventually. But, like, other than that planet, there is no connection, mm-hmm. you know, to to the, to the Star Wars universe. And yeah. so it is definitely that shining light that, that comes through that, yeah. I mean, I mean it, not only to the Star the connection is not only to the saga, it's to supplemental stuff like Ewoks yeah. and droids, like, which is really cool, you know? Just that, what was it, nine minutes? Yeah, I mean, that's all. Not, 
know? I, and I, so, this is definitely worth a watch. I mean, if you're a Star Wars yeah. fan, if you like Star Wars animation that you've seen, I mean, this is absolutely something you should pop over on Disney Plus or if you have the Blu-rays, take a look at because it yeah. is it is probably the most obscure bit of Star Wars that there is out there, uh, especially because it features the original cast and it just gives you a very different look and vibe. So, so how many yubnubs do you give this bad boy? I'm, I'm giving this one a, like a 4.5. I yeah. really enjoyed it. I found out more connections yeah. literally in this episode. I did, you know, I did not know some of the stuff. And so, I, I mean... I mean, maybe I should give it more than four point. I don't know. Like it's it's just it's a solid tight, like you said, yeah, a solid tight nine minutes that never loses its, you know, luster. It's, exactly. It, it just works all yeah. the way through. It's fun. You know, it's a little overwhelming with the colors, and you're like, whoa! But it just it works. You yeah. know, you, you you forget about it because the story's good. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I have no notes. I think I got to get it. Fi- I got to give it five yubnubs. Woo. I don't know Bye. what I change. I just think, you know, <laughs> you can't, it's, you can't it's great as it is. Yeah, I really like it. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. The the only thing, the only question I had about it was when Boba Fett being who he is, when they found out he didn't like stun everyone. Like that was his opportunity to be like, ah, oh, crap. You yeah. know, and then stun everyone and do his job. Right. But instead he just runs away. So that to me was a little. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Okay. Like why i mean it doesn't it doesn't make me not like it less but when it happened i was like oh he's just gonna run yeah well (laughs) that that to me feels very cartoony because like you you kind of need to have them awake being like oh we got bamboozled you know whereas if they're all just like down and boba flies off that's not really especially cartoons of that era that's not really like how it goes so maybe that was part of it yeah it's like the oh you got me and then the bad guy gets out you know so so is that your okavark moment then I think that's my Oak of Arc moment that I was like, oh, they, they maybe could have handled that differently and, you know, like stunned them and then C-3PO or something like that or R2-D2 like hit a button and he gets like ejected out to save yeah, the day, yeah. you know, and you would, would have been a fun little, that would have been very George Lucas, yeah. right? The droids kind of saving the day, which would have led up to the droid show, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. I don't really, I mean, there's nothing that I'd really drag it for. If I had to pick something that... I was kind of like, I don't really get that. It would be Han Solo's look. I think the others make <laughs> sense to me. And Han's is so extreme that it just it, feels a little out of place. So. He's very caricature-esque. And he that's is. why I like, I'm like, he looks like a total Chad because he's got like, he's got like this weird, like Ivy League ru- rugby player sure, sure. face. It's yeah, well, so and he's strange. got like the old, like Captain Marvel Shazam squint eyes, you know, where he's yep. always like, you know. So I, I didn't really uh, I, I didn't I didn't really like that. So I, I guess that'll be my oak of arc. Yeah. What about uh, Ichiwawa? I guess I liked in the beginning when Chewie was hanging them upside down so the so the poison wouldn't get there. I thought that was kind of a clever mm-hmm. thing. And the way they thought originally they were like, oh, something crazy is going on here, and then it turns out, oh no, Chewie's just being smart. Uh, I yep. liked that. I liked that. What about you? I think mine was seeing that Ambin uh, the Ambin sniper rifle. That okay. Was okay. Like, yeah. You know, seeing it again, I was like, oh, I recognize that. Yeah, you know, cool. You, you know, so I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I had completely forgotten about it, you know, from seeing it, couple, you know, what, two like two years ago when yeah. The Mandalorian came yeah. out. I had seen that photo. So that was like my, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
that's that's very cool. That I mean, Boba had it first, right before he that's got right. his E3 that's blaster. Right. So, uh, as as our time of recording, we're just a few days away from the Book of Boba Fett coming out too. So, yes. more Boba Fett action. I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah, we'll have to talk about that. That's for sure. Part of, must be part of the beyond. Yes, you know? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> uh, boy, um, morals and lessons. What do you think? What's the takeaway here? I'm not really sure there is one. I mean. I trust, I trust the Wookiee, maybe. Yeah. Or, I, well, you know, I was trust your say, instincts. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, go with yeah. your gut. Go with your gut. Chewie go just knew gut. something was wrong, you know, and that was yep. it. But Good. I mean, who who did he have to talk to? True. You know? it was yeah. Kind of like. Yeah, Art Carney wasn't even Leo. there, so he didn't have anyone. Yeah. Uh, I I do feel a little bad not letting Jesse talk about this with us, but you know, I know. What, what's he done is done. Loved. He would the have loved to cast. talk about the sniper the rifle, everything. The die is cast. Sorry, Jesse. Uh, yeah, you're out. Too little, too late. <laughs> I, I'm excited to be getting back to the Ewoks because we've taken yes. two episodes now because of the holiday special. We had to get through that, and then we had to we had to have a bit of a cool down with uh, with this episode to get back in into yes. the zone. But next, we'll be covering Ewoks season one, episode ten, double digits. Wicket's yes. wagon. Wicket's wagon is what's Wicket's next. wagon. Yep. All right. Wicket, 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 Wicket's wagon. I'll have to rewrite the uh, theme song. I think just so. For that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, see you next time, my friend. Happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, right? There you go. You got it all? all. You covered it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this Enduring Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and um upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Endorian Life. Please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>